This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Nathan, Jennifer, Joey, Sneaky Snake, Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out and chat daily. Oh, Ouija Origin of Evil? I watched Luigi Origin of Evil. Uh. <laughs> There's like some Italian guy who's really mad. <laughs> like, I'm tired of being called a green Mario. What? <laughs> Why are you playing with a board game to bring in a ghost? <laughs> One of my friends was playing Mario Kart last night, and I was like, hey, what's your favorite Mario character? Like, what's your go-to selection? And she, she was like, Larry. And I was like, Larry? Like, who the fuck is Larry? <laughs> no, seriously, who is Larry? I'm interested. Yeah, who like, is I Larry? had to Google it. I had to Google Larry. It's like, one of Bowser's kids with the wand. One of the Koopa kids. No, I'm sorry. They have names like Bowser and Koopas and Luigi and Mario and Princess Peach. And then they just went with Larry. Also, who was Bowser fucking to pop out kids? He's a dinosaur. So like. <laughs> but like also a turtle and turtles. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If you Google Larry, he kind of looks like a mix of Bowser and a turtle. That's my dad's name. Yeah, I just picture Bowser like when Larry's in trouble, just being like Lawrence. <laughs> that, that's my dad's name. Yeah. Right. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Ouija Origin of Evil. Should we have watched the first one first? No, I don't think it matters. In fact, I had people reach out because I did a story about us watching this movie. I had people reach out and say, don't watch the first one. It's not very good. And it has nothing to do with this. Yeah. And Jake walked through the room while I was watching and going like, oh, is it the first one? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, good. That one sucked. So like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think we're fine. So was this the first time you guys had seen it, though? This is my first time. It was my first time as well. What did you guys think of it? This is in the Conjuring universe? No, No, it's not. It does have that vibe, though, because it's like old horror, like it's like historical horror, if that makes sense. I think it's done better than most of the Conjuring movies, though. I actually liked it a lot better than most of them. Yeah, it's because it's Flanagan. Dude knows how to make scary movies. But I'm hit or miss on Flanagan, if you remember my track record on this show, but... I liked this one. Oh, did I, you? I think I've liked this more than others. I did not like it as much as I like other Really? Okay. Really? Yeah. I felt like this movie, every, and I don't know if it's because it was so hyped up by listeners for like a year, mm. but I was like, this movie is not scary until like the last like 15 minutes. Oh, eat a dick. I was so scared <laughs> by this movie, you son of a bitch. And like the girl popped up and she's like, uh, and I was like, I'm just not scared of this. I don't know if I'm a new level of dead inside. <laughs> I will say that this movie is paced in a very interesting way that like until you've seen it once you don't necessarily know where it's paced it's slow 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 so slow and not very scary until the last 25 minutes and then the last 25 minutes of this movie are fucking relentless yeah like holy shit the last 20 minutes of this movie yeah so like i was super scared by this movie i hated it i do think it's a good movie question mark like if you like horror i think you'll like it yeah i thought it was really good yeah exactly Paige. but i just could not i was so scared watching this movie i also just given 
how Mikey watches movies, I think there are jump scares that Todd probably saw that you missed. No, 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 no. I I made a point to only to only pause it if I had to do something. Uh-huh. And so like I was like, okay, it's really cool that they have the little circle where the real change, but they did it way too many times. Yeah, they're called cigarette burns on film. Yeah, yeah. There was like maybe a thousand and two of them. I in know. This movie. I was like, and there's no need for it because that was there to like let the projectionist know it was time to change the reel, right? Yeah. And I think why I don't like it is the actress. I've not liked her since I saw her on Grey's Anatomy. She had one of my least favorite subplots of the first <laughs> season of Grey's Anatomy. The mom? Yes. Well, it's Carla Gugino, isn't it? Or am I crazy? No, it's Elizabeth. With Reezer, it's poor man's Carla Gugino. Uh-huh. That's what it is. And like, I only watched like the first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy or whatever, but like, she was my by far my least favorite part of it, and I haven't been able to watch her in anything since then. Okay. I didn't watch Grey's. Yeah, I don't have any pent up hate from Grey's Anatomy towards the mother in this movie. Yeah. But I thought she did fine in the movie. I have no complaints about any of the acting, really. I did, I did too. But I wanted more of The Last Exorcism, and I didn't get, I don't feel like I got that. I don't think this is quite as scary as The Last Exorcism. Yeah, Last Exorcism is way better. But this was super scary for me. Like, there were so many parts, even within the first 20 minutes, I think I jumped twice. Like, it was very scary. I feel like there's not a lot of jump scares until the first, like, 30 minutes. But then there is, like, once they kind of start happening, there's a lot of, like, if you're really paying attention, the doorways in this movie are fucking terrifying. And that starts early, where... It's not just when she's using the board. It's not just when they're doing other things. It's just in random scenes. Like, throughout this movie, in, like, dozens of scenes. Like, it must have taken them forever to do it. Almost any time you can see a doorway in the back. And I'm pretty sure it's not just a shadow. There's people moving. Yeah. And they do things where, like, if people, even characters we know are moving in the background, they are switching so they're not who we think they are and then they come into focus and they're different heights it's like the movie really really plays with the idea that they have opened doorway in this house and so the presences of doorways in this movie is very significant and almost every time you see a doorway after like the first 15 minutes definitely after the board comes into the house they are filled with somebody at some point. The jump scare that got me the most was when the angry mom burst through the door. Oh, that one is so scary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That actually really got me too. Out of all the scares in the movie, that got me the most. Yeah. I couldn't tell you which one got me the most because all of them got me a lot. I hate jump scares. (laughs) And this thing is purely a jump scare factory. I have one clerical question to ask during this movie, and I was paying attention. Promise. I tried my best. The backstory of the house got a little convoluted for me. Oh, yeah? Oh, see, the backstory of the house made the most sense to me of, like, any ghost backstory we have ever had in a movie on this show. Yeah, I liked it, actually. I just want to make sure I understood. Okay. So Uh the guy, Marcus. Yes. Marcus is one of the the people who was imprisoned there, yes. Yeah, one of the victims. He saw the doctor, went to the doctor's house to kill them. No, No, not even remotely. But then got killed by them in the house? Marcus did get killed in the house, yes. So Marcus, after the war, Marcus ends up in a mental hospital here in the States and sees the doctor at the hospital. Uh The doctor checks him out and takes him to the house where he has taken a number of other people that he has 
continuing his just a kill in the basement no he's continuing his nazi experiments in the basement and so he sews their mouths shut and cuts out their tongues so no one can hear them and then he continues the experiments and they gradually die in that basement of the experiments and then he just buries them in the walls but what happened to the doctor he lives a long, normal life and dies of old age. Yeah, in the house. In the house. See, I wanted his ghost to also show up. We don't know that it didn't. That's kind of one of the things that I thought they did kind of well. I mean, the smoky monster thing is a, a little like whatever, but I kind of liked that we don't really see the ghosts. We see skeletons. We hear voices, but like we don't ever see any of the ghosts, really. Yeah. We do see the ghost when it possesses the little girl. Yeah, the tar monster. Thing. Yeah, yeah, man, that scared the shit out of me. It didn't. It didn't work for. I don't know what oh, happened man. to me. I was like watching it, and she like had her mouth open, and like it was, and he was possessing her, and I was just like, why is this not affecting me like normal? I mean, I think her like creepy white eyes and and her like dislocated snake jaw. Yeah. I was like, ugh, ugh. that's what got me. <laughs> fucking too. creepy. Yeah, something new is wrong with me. Like, <laughs> something I, new. <laughs> yeah, like she would like run down the hall like with the jaw open i'm like why what this Dude, is she tony collette's like four different times in this movie. i know oh and yeah it's, oh i hate it so much the one at the very end got me and I, maybe it's because i don't know i also don't like nihilistic endings which i felt like this was pretty pretty rough i see this sounds terrible i didn't feel like this was a nihilistic end i know it is but there's a part of me that's like the story continues and like because lena's still alive technically yeah and so i i was kind of like I don't know. I I was surprised at where this ending went. And so it didn't bother me as much. I was too. But then at the end, I was like, so does this start the the first movie? Or like, are these two girls in the first movie? Or No, no. The first movie is like modern day, I think. Okay. I think it is. That little bit of research I did on it, I think it is modern day. But I really respected how the father in this movie, like the principal of their Catholic school or whatever, was like trying to put the moves on the mom in the middle of this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was like, hey, why don't we go on a full ass date and talk about your children? Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was super weird. No, not me, man. I, was like, <laughs> I may be a father, but you can call me daddy. Hey. <laughs> I like the characterization of like the mom and the priest. Like they, they all had very intricate backstories, which which like tangled up, which I really like. Like she's a widower. He's a widower. Yeah. He basically tells her he like gave up on life and joined the priesthood. And then all of a sudden he's like, you've awakened something inside me. <laughs> it's called my penis. So I have some in. <laughs> Info on this film related to the original. Oh, the okay. One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is a prequel to the 2014 film. Yeah. And the 2014 film takes place in the same house, oh. which, by the way, was also the house from Lights Out. I thought I recognized it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Me too. Once I figured out where I recognized it from, I was like, oh. Yeah. So in that house, but it's 50 years in the future. So it's basically modern day. And then this movie is 50 years previous. So all of the characters in this movie that get killed in the house are ghosts in the first movie. But they have all been recast. So it's the same characters. Like the kids and the mom. And okay. Stuff. Yes, but living. Okay. So I didn't I didn't hate it. I mean, I thought it was like a pretty decent film. I just wasn't as scared as I wanted to be. I don't know what could have made this more scary. I know. This movie really freaked me out. Like, no joke. I woke up this morning at like 6 a.m. And I checked all four corners of my room. Like, that was the first thing I did when I woke up. Like, the ending of this movie super affected me and stuck with me. 
I mean, Flanagan loves to put shadow figures in quarters. Like, if Haunting of mm-hmm. Hill House has shown us anything, Ugh. like, he loves doing it. But as especially in this movie, I do like this movie does something that I love, which is that we barely see the monster at all. Yeah. The, we only see that it, that one time. And to be honest, I think we could have done without seeing it that one time. And most of what we see is she, her doing that crazy backbend, which is like, Ugh. I agree. I, I don't think they should have showed that black creature. Yeah. But then Doug Jones wouldn't have been yeah. able to work on this movie. I know. We love Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. He's do- he does all creature stuff. He's amazing. I'm just real, real disappointed in what the Confederate general did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so like, hot take, Mikey. He was probably a Nazi general. Yeah, it was a Nazi Yeah, because he was a Nazi doctor, and they did have a rank. I don't know what rank the Nazi doctors had, but he probably more likely was a Nazi doctor, which to me is as funny as a Confederate general. Definitely as evil. Yeah. I think he was there, but probably trying to work with the Nazi doctor, but like they weren't getting along so good, because I just don't think that this is his kind of shenanigans. <laughs> he doesn't want to like kill someone with experiments. He's just got really bad views about equality. Confederate general does not believe in science. <laughs> no, he does not. So, I mean, I think there was some fighting behind the scenes there. <laughs> Even as the Nazi doctor is like, if we look at the folds of the brain. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't believe that the brain is what makes thought in the body. <laughs> Y'all got leeches. <laughs> <laughs> Confederate General Thwaity, like helped her with her homework. <laughs> she turns in her homework and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, your sister says that Earth is the center of, of the universe. <laughs> Richmond, Virginia <laughs> is the capital of the Confederate States of America. <laughs> I need to talk to you about your daughter's homework. Also, I found these greenbacks stapled to her clothes for lunch money. It was a geography assignment, and she only talks about states' rights throughout the paper. (laughs) And all of her books were, like, held together by a belt she threw over her shoulder. (laughs) She keeps calling it the Republic of Texas. (laughs) She keeps calling herself a sovereign citizen. Do you have any idea where she got that idea? Maybe we should get into this movie and see what other hijinks the Confederate general got into. All right. So this movie opens with the vintage Universal logo, which is just a small touch that I absolutely love. No credits immediately into the movie which i love about a lot of flanagan stuff like yes at least his movies like i understand like when you do like the haunting a hill house stuff tv shows sort of like expect long credits like long song opening credit things mm-hmm. and if it's not secession don't do it there's some good credits there's some good credits you know like so no one told me houses were gonna be this scary <laughs> Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like all the friends like playing in a haunted fountain in front of Hill House. But the, it's the bent neck lady. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's the bent neck lady. Like <laughs> her neck's on a break. <laughs> her neck is on a break. <laughs> Fuck. Everyone looks like a ghost except for Phoebe. She looks just straight up normal. It'd be perfect. Well, I'm going to call Netflix right now. We're going to have this uh, greenlit in no time. <laughs> Dead friends. Dead friends. <laughs> it's a sequel series. Fuck. Into the future, they're all dead. You don't even have to put makeup on Matthew Perry. I'm sorry. That <laughs> Would you watch? I, I think I could watch a 30 minute situational comedy uh, of just dead people in a house. Yeah, I do watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, like of course. <laughs> We've got to get into this movie though. Like we can't workshop our Netflix ideas all episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it opens with a little Chiron that says Los Angeles 1967. Now, here's what's interesting. I did not realize this till I started watching this movie. They filmed like 90% of this movie in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, Like specifically some of the houses, but specifically she goes to like a soda fountain where she buys the board game. Yeah. That's in South Pass on Mission. Okay. Like I've been in that store. It, it looks exactly like that. They did no set design there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of fun where I was like, ooh, home is haunted. Wait, is this house in your neighborhood? Uh, this house is on the Pasadena side. A lot of what they shot is in Pasadena. Okay. Because Pasadena has a lot of those older houses and has those kind of like older neighborhoods. When we come out there, we need to go see this house. Um, Yeah, we can find this house and I can I, we can definitely go to the soda fountain place because it's still active. You can get like Sundays and stuff Ooh, there. It's like, I like Sundays. That sounds like a fun day date. But at some point, we're gonna have to burn down this house. because It's fucking haunted. It's been in so many scary movies. <laughs> it's an actor, Todd. The house is acting. Okay, the house is acting just like the American Horror Story house. Well, we can add that one to the list of houses to burn down when I'm there. And the Nightmare 2 house. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna give that one a pass because that movie's bonkers and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, do you remember when a bird exploded in that movie? <laughs> I have never rediscovered a classic I loved as much as Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, Nightmare so 2 forever. <laughs> anyway, so we go inside the house and poor man's Carlo Gugino is basically having a fake seance. And at least to me, because I'm super interested in spiritualism and the way they used to fake it, because like 99% of everything you've ever heard about spiritualism from the like late 1800s to the 1960s was fully faked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paige, I'm used to women faking it. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like magician shit, but in people's houses. And I think it's really interesting. I can see why you're interested. Yeah. Because you do love you. magicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it is cool, but every one of them is a scam artist. Like every one of them yes. is. So like when you think about it through that lens, like the act of scamming someone is kind of cool when you see it like inside baseball. No, it is. It, and it's very, it's very catch me if you can, yeah, but right? with ghosts. Yeah. With magnets and, you know, daughters in this movie. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Daughters. How do they work? Oh, Mikey. No. ICP never saying about no daughters. I'm with, I'm with you, Paige. Cause like, I like going to magic shows. Cause like it takes a lot of skill to make that stuff look good. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And like going to like a really cool setup seance. I had a friend who I worked with. Who's like a big up there in the magician thing. And he would set up fake seances for Halloween and sell tickets and stuff. Saying it's all fake, but like, let me show you how they yeah, used yeah, to do yeah. it back in the day. You that's, would see, love. I would cool. go to that. That I'd want to see. That's cool as shit. If anyone's like, real one, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not inviting ghosts anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, one of his favorites is Randy. So, like, James Randy. So, he would oh. set it up like, here's all the things they used to do to make it look real. Let's do a seance mm -hmm. here. Or, like, But it's all... It's all fake, and I'll show you how they, they did it at the end or whatever. But, like, let's do a real one. I love The Amazing Randy. I didn't know about him until I saw the documentary An Honest Liar, but I love The Amazing Randy. He's amazing. He died recently, actually. Yeah. He's the guy who, like, in the 70s, he was a magician, but he was, like, because spiritualism was still a thing, like, in the 70s and early 80s. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, if you can prove it, I'll give you a million dollars. And he like, Oh yeah. 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 And he like debunked every supernatural POS out there. It was amazing. And they did this documentary about him in like 2015 or it was like middle of last 
decade. Yeah, it was really good. It's called An Honest Liar. Check it out. They based a lot of what she's doing in this seance portion, the the kind of fake seance things that they have in this on the Fox Sisters. Oh, the Fox Sisters is a cool story. Um, the reason being, they are very, very tied to the Ouija story. And when we get to like when she finally brings the Ouija board home, there's some really cool Easter eggs on the box and stuff that we'll talk about when we get there. But so... She has a bunch of candles, some lit in the cabinets, some on the tables. And she's basically doing this like, hey, yes means leave the candle, you know, lit. No means blow it out. Ask your questions. And it's a man and his daughter. And his daughter is clearly not excited. She fully thinks it's a scam. Well, I mean, she's also right. But she's also scamming her dad. I mean, you're right. She's trying to get money from him. I didn't say she was a good person, but like a a bad person can can be right once a day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I like when bad people fight each other. Is that bad? (laughs) No. That's why I watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I can't. I just stopped watching because I got addicted. Because they 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 knew what they had, and they're like, "We need to fucking freebase this show to people." So they were like the spinoff, <laughs> like seven spinoff shows. Let's find even weirder people, and you're just like, "How?" Let's send them to their countries and like do yeah. a whole show about no that. Neck. Yeah, ninety day fiance the other way. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta let this go. Just like League of Legends, I knew something was unhealthy, and I walked away. <laughs> oh, I just think of World of Warcraft, man. I was like, oh, I would like to have sex again, so I have to stop playing this game. Okay, but like sex with a human or like a cool orc hybrid? Like, Ooh, what were you do? Like Larry? Shit, I gotta read down. My- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I'm gonna redownload World of Warcraft. Get back into it. It, it, like, it's as crazy as having a character named Larry on The Witcher where it's like, I'm Yennefer of Vengerberg and I'm Larry. I'm Larry <laughs> of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so they're, they're doing the seance. Candles are blowing out or not blowing out. And she's basically doing the thing that a lot of people who did seances, especially at the time, did where they're just like, they love you. They forgive you. They want you to move on. And it's like the same message to everybody. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have cancer anymore. She's young and beautiful now. I do understand the mother's point when she's explaining it later on. Like, she is trying to give these people closure. I don't think it's a good, healthy way of getting that. But, like, oh, I think she's just justifying oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i was about to say i do think she is just justifying her con as it's helping people and i do see that maybe it is helping some people but it is still lying to people right yeah did they do this before their dad died she says that her mom was a fortune teller so i got the impression this has always been her job okay like she learned the trade from her mom and i assume she was doing it while she was married to the husband he died and that's Mm -hmm. why they're now in like a financial hardship type space because they only have her one income and they had to initially right. I'm not sure it's ever talked about but like that was my guess she should have claimed all those ghosts as dependents and, on her taxes <laughs> and she should have done, done much better she's like they do live here <laughs> yeah and they eat my daughter's souls <laughs> I said soul there was an s there no I know I know okay. I, I heard you got to to eat the daughter's soul to get into the boys hole um Marcus anyway <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Killed by Nazi doctor. I feel like Marcus Marcus was a bit Larry, you know, because I'm like, they're like, there's a soul here. He's from Poland in World War II. His name is Mark. And I was like, what? Marcus? Anyway, so in this first seance, this is where the daughter of the guy having the seance, super pissy the whole time. And the guy having the seance is like, 
Honey, dead wife, I need to ask you about an investment opportunity. <laughs> Have you ever heard of doTERRA? Is this a good idea? <laughs> yeah, or like, he says it's called Amway. <laughs> like, oh. he, and they, they want him to mortgage his house for it. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Yeah. I mean, this is around the time of both Amway and large group awareness trainings and stuff and, yeah. and like the Dale Carnegie seminars and stuff. So this sounded very early MLM. But also I hated the he was like, if it goes well, he'll marry our daughter. And I'm like, what? So if it doesn't go well, he won't marry her? I did think that <laughs> like, was crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, well, this dude's not into women or something. Like, yeah. if he just does, does not want to marry the daughter unless the investment goes well, like, well, he definitely has other motives, whatever those are. He could be bluffing. You know, like, go to, like, Natalie's parents and be like, I'll marry her, but like, where's the dowry? Yeah, you know, where are the cows at? Maybe sweeten the pot a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Anyway, so the oldest daughter is hiding in the curtains, pretending to be a Confederate general who is going to influence them one way or the other. <laughs> I do declare that you should not take that investment <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> I do declare that it's probably safer to invest in bonded stocks. <laughs> like giving advice. Colonel Foghorn Leghorn here with your State Farm <laughs> life insurance. I just want to say that you should keep your money in your house. That is a sound investment unless the North comes to your house and burns it down. Burns it like Sherman through Atlanta. <laughs> I feel like Confederate General, he died and has had to stay on Earth. He's like learned some lessons, but like he's like your grandma who's like trying to do better. Or he's like, I've learned something about fiscal responsibility and that's why I put $20 Christmas card. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I bought you a Confederate savings bond for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the currency that backs this is no longer available, but uh, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> the interest rates will rise again. <laughs> I have purchased something I refer to as a bit of a coin. I understand it's a great investment. <laughs> a is that a Bitcoin? It's a picture of a monkey, which <laughs> apparently is stored on something called a blockchain. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she jumps out of the curtains, tells them about MF NFTs. They go to the car. <laughs> it appears that they've stopped this man from making a bad investment. Yeah, because there are heroes of the film or whatever. These con artists. <laughs> These con artists. So they come back in the house and they like break down the seance room, essentially. So they show all the tricks that she's like rocking the table with her shoe, that she's got like a gas line up through the candles in the table. And that's how she's lighting them or turning them on and off. Yeah. That we've got the little girl in the cabinet blowing out the candles. So it's all this kind of big show, but it's all fake. Yeah, it's a big scam. Like seances and mediums are now. Nothing has changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So we cut to later that night where Doris, the little daughter, is asleep on the couch. And behind her, we see a photo of their family and their dad is clearly missing. Yeah. So we cut upstairs to her saying her prayers and she's praying directly to her dad, which I'm like... I don't think he has the power to grant your wishes, but like, whatever. I thought it was cute, though. And I understood that she misses her yeah. dad. You know, I understand why you'd rather talk to your dad than God, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a familiar face, I guess. It's someone you miss talking to, right? I mean, she's a child. She's trying to make sense of death. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was super cute. Yeah. Yeah, I personally wouldn't tempt it, but that's just me. Because ghosts, don't, re- don't call out to people who is dead. Don't. They may show up. I mean, like I've always said, none of it's real, but I'm not going to fuck Until with it. Until it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she puts her to bed. Uh, then she goes and says goodnight to the older daughter who is in the process of sneaking out the window. Right. Because she's like a sophomore in high school and fully thinking about boys. Yeah. Boys. So she goes to another <laughs> house with fantastic mid-century furniture. I was obsessed with that house she goes to. This movie had a big old set deck and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she goes there. Meanwhile, mom is home doing the house finances on a manual adding machine. And I was just like, oof, Magoo. Yeah. And she just had upgraded from the abacus. Like she just got rid of that. Yeah. Like, can't one of the ghosts help you with that? (laughs) Call out to a mathematician or a dead accountant or something. I'm not good with numbers. Hello, I am a Nazi accountant. Can I be of service? You should hide your gold in Switzerland. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The banks over there ask fewer questions. (laughs) They don't ask any questions. And that's a problem. We're looking for the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of the Panama Papers? I don't want to talk about the Panama Papers too much because then I'll mysteriously get deaded. Yeah. Like the reporter who broke that story, by the way. Yeah, of course. So we cut to the house that the daughter snuck out to and they're obviously drinking because they're teens in a house that has liquor in it because it's the 60s. And everybody had a liquor cabinet. Yeah. Just like Mad Men. So (laughs) they decide to play a round of Ouija at the house. And she says that her mom got it to basically like get drunk and pretend to talk to ghosts with her friends. Which like if you could just imagine drunk adults pushing a planchette around like he says he likes me. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Did Thomas take my key on purpose? Yes. (laughs) That's seven. We're not there yet. I'm gonna ask you why my sex life died. (laughs) It just says, you are correct, ma'am. So they play, and Lena is basically just like, we, it's all fake, but also I don't want to play with it. Right. That's my whole thing. Like, I completely get that. It, none of it's real, but I don't want to fuck with it. Right. Yeah. It's called tempting fate. Why would you do that? Yeah. No, thank you. And one of them, one of the girls in the circle, Betty, is like, fucking terrible. I love Betty, though, because she very much was me. Like, anytime something happens, she goes, and it's the same every time. She goes, oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh my every God. time. Oh my I love that. Todd, you'd be so fun to, like, freak the fuck out. Like, it would go to yes, and you'd be like, I knew it was all real. <laughs> <laughs> so, N- Natalie, like, literally earlier last week was like, hey, do you think it'd be funny if I just startled you at random times on camera? And I was like, no, that's terrible. She's like, I think people would think it was funny. I'm like, no. You're like, wow, we want to record our breakup in real time. (laughs) Should we stay together? No. Well, it all all came from that. I think it happened during a Patreon bonus episode where she walked upstairs while we were recording and I didn't hear her. And she like popped up behind me and scared the shit out of me. Like, I don't (laughs) remember which one that was, but like she was like, I think that would be funny. I think people would like to see that. I'm like, yeah, they probably would. Would, but I don't want that in my life. No, I I don't want to prematurely die of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I want my house to be a safe place. Well, then you shouldn't have built it on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, so they're asking questions like, what's it like on the other side? Cold. And I do like that Lena in this moment does explain why Ouija boards work the way they do 90% of the time. Yeah. Because it is a group and it specifically says don't play alone. And there's a reason for that. In this movie, it's a supernatural reason. But in real life, the reason you never play alone is because you will never move it. The goal is to, as a group, as you ask questions, it's the power of suggestion and one person micro moves it and everyone senses and joins. Yeah. So it, it, it relies on the paranoia of a group. Yes. And that's how it moves around. But so they ask it some questions and then they're like, prove to us that you're here. Give us a sign. Give us a sign. And they're like, yeah, OK, there's no sign. And just as it settles, the door flies open and the mom bursts in and yells at them. And that poor girl, Betty, I think, pisses herself. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. She's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but this is a great jump scare. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me, man. Like, I was terrified when that happened. And I watched this in my bedroom and I was like, covers to my nose <laughs> watching this it was so scary i did watch it all lights off in the dark but i made Same. the mistake of watching it right before midnight like i started it at like 10 30 and so around 11 30 we would just randomly hear like noisemakers and fireworks and i just wouldn't be ready for it and i would just <laughs> scream oh we should say that this was new year's eve yeah, yeah, I was watching this on New Year's Eve. And that, yeah, same. And that's why we heard like fireworks and shit. Yeah, it was a terrifying watch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I watched it during the day. So that could have something to do. Yeah, it could. It. Yeah, I think watching it during the day, I might not have found it as scary. But yeah, in, in the dark with random fireworks going off near your house. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> should try with gunfire. Anyway, we cut to Lena's mom pulling up to pick her up outside the house with Doris asleep in the back seat. And there's kind of a touch. I do like the like family dynamic in this movie because there's kind of a touching conversation where she's like, I know you're acting out because you're upset, but I need you to help me. Like, yeah, please help. This is so hard. Yeah. What are you talking about, mom? She's like, I smell the alcohol. I don't care about the Ouija. <laughs> I don't care about whatever Ouija brownies you were eating. But <laughs> anyways, and she tells her we were playing with a Ouija board. We should add one to the act because I think in Lena's mind, it's fake. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like it's a great fake thing for us to play with. So we cut back to the house and she's leaving early for school. She's not going to stay and have breakfast. And we find out it's because she's meeting up with the boy from last night to walk to school so her mom makes her take Doris with her. Uh, and as she sends her up to go get Doris's stuff to get ready for school, she offers him a palm reading and basically uses it to be like, I will fucking murder you. <laughs> I did think that was kind of funny because she's like, oh, you're a, a Southpaw like my husband. And then she, yeah. it just, like it starts off sort of sweet like that. And mm -hmm. then it ends with her crushing the center of his hand and like, oh, fucking murder you with numbers if you touch her i will end you yeah it was great just just being a mom looking out for her kids that guy got a bad rap oh yeah all he did was find a redhead attractive and then he dies in this movie yeah well i just been like all he did was like ask your daughter out and you're like don't fucking touch her i mean he is older than her he's a senior and she's a sophomore that's like a two-year difference at least two that's true i mean they're ready for marriage back then <laughs> yeah exactly this is 1967 yeah and i will say like two years at that time in your life is a, a bigger difference than it is like now but like yeah. it's not that crazy right no 
I mean, no, Jake and I are three years apart, and it's not that crazy at all. But think about this in the context of high school. He yeah, twelve years apart. That's not crazy at all. Oh, Mikey, no, that's oh, come different. On, Mikey. Yeah, hang on, hang on. <laughs> but at two years apart in high school, he can drive and she can't. And right. there's a couple other things at play here. And I, I don't think she was actually going to kill him, but I think she was just like, "Hey, please don't knock up my daughter." <laughs> Yeah, to me at this point, she was taking that fatherly role of like protecting her daughter because the dad's no longer in the picture, which I sort of get. But I mean, they're in high school. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. But they're in high school at a time when contraceptives aren't as readily available and shit. Like, I'd be a lot less scared now where I'd be like, your school has condoms. Yeah. I mean, here they don't, but in California they do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here, COVID and premarital sex don't exist. Right. Uh, but the Confederate Ouija board general was like, make sure to use the lamb skin on your penis when you're fucking. <laughs> Pick the herbs that'll prevent pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. On a full moon next, you must eat the herbs and spin three times counterclockwise under, under the moon. Also, you have to be in a wheat field. <laughs> it's not aliens. It's just our contraception that makes those little crop circles. Anyway, she gets the kids off to school and then she she goes to and it's kind of weird because it's like half like ice cream social half like you know board game candle emporium where she picks up new candles and a ouija board which by the way at the time would have cost about two dollars okay like the, the ouija board or all of that the ouija board would okay. have cost about two dollars yeah yeah so we cut to her going to pick up doris from school and Doris is kind of being bullied. And so she gets out of the car and she's going to intervene. But before she can, Father Tom intervenes instead. Right. And she kind of takes a moment to talk with him and is like, how's Doris doing? Because she's weird all alone. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I do love it. He's like, I mean, she does get bullied a lot, but she's a strong kid. She'll be OK. Like he is yeah. honest about the fact that she is strange and people make fun of her for it. Yeah, she's definitely not going to get possessed and die and then ruin your whole family. Right, right. She's not going to kill you indirectly later. Well, no one, that's not like your go-to. Yeah, no one's go-to is possessed and ruining the whole family. I mean, not when you're trying to bang one of your students' mothers. No, you're not going to like go to that level. I mean, I get it. But like, they could, I mean, like, vow of celibacy? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, in the brand of Jesus I grew up in, that's not a thing. Right. But that's the brand that they are living in, right? Like that is the kind of father that he is. Well, maybe he wants to be a daddy <laughs> instead. <laughs> he clearly does. He asks her on a date and shows up to a date with a woman wearing his priest collar. Like everyone there is like, what the fuck is happening right now? I go <laughs> yeah, to your church. <laughs> like, I know. I-, I went to grad school with a priest and he was like, bro mom's hit on me all the time and i was oh, like oh i bet i was like that's gotta be hard yeah i've seen fleabag like i get it yeah <laughs> that's why confession booths have this the hole that's like at waist level where they feed you crab rangoon <laughs> <laughs> oh and his glory hole yeah it's a holy glory hole yeah all glory to the crab rangoons yes oh, i love crab rangoon mm. i don't like crab meat i my favorite are the just the cream cheese rangoon same i yeah. love those all about yeah. them all about it put them in my mouth uh, <laughs> anyway so <laughs> they get home she sets up the ouija board on the table now when she sets the box down we it actually lingers on it a little bit because 
you may notice it actually says William Fold, Baltimore, MD, USA. And that's yeah. who is responsible for the game. That's the original, I guess, marketer of the game before Hasbro buys it. Oh, really? So it's it, it goes from him to Kenner Games to Hasbro. Okay. So they, they put the original, aka original, spirit boards have been around for Ever. It was a really popular thing in the spiritualism movement of the late 1800s, early 1900s. But William Fold is one of the first people to just like actually market it as like a game oh. in a box. And it came out of a factory in Baltimore, Maryland, and then eventually gets bought by Kenner and then eventually gets bought by Hasbro. So very cool. OK, there you go. Uh, cool little Easter egg in the middle of this movie. <laughs> so she sets it up and uh, or just sets it on the table, says it's a new prop from work or for work she opens it up and we do get a shot of the card that comes with it where it's never play alone never play in a graveyard always say goodbye yeah and then we watch as she kind of doctors the planchette and the board to make the planchette magnetic so she can move it with her legs and then she makes what i do really like that this movie does is they present the problem as one thing and then we find out it's even worse than we thought yeah she plays alone yeah and as she's playing alone upstairs, Doris sits up and is answering her questions on the board as Marcus while she's playing with her easy bake up. <laughs> Which makes me think that they had already had a possession or connection or haunting going on before the Ouija board. Well, I mean, those spirits were always in the house, I think. Yeah, because Marcus died in that house. I mean, like this movie is just a t- case study about how a younger sibling can ruin your life. <laughs> I think they choose her because she's the easiest access and she needed friends. So they had like an opening. Yeah. So Lena watches this happen. and is like, what the fuck was that? And she's like, what? I don't, what? I did love the way that scene ends because it's very like creepy and ominous. And then yeah. the older sister is like, what were you doing? And she's like, what? And then it ends like the scene cuts away. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was just the older sister punching her in the face. <laughs> don't talk back. <laughs> So we cut to the next day, they come home and it's out on the table and the mom sits down and plays alone again and is trying to contact her husband. Yeah, She gets no response, but then they turn out the lights and it does move and it says no. So he's not there. He's not the one answering. Your husband is not around. Right. (laughs) And the little girl then comes downstairs after her mom has left and just says, I'm here. And then answers on the board, you know, are you a friend? And it says, hi, friend. And it spells it out to her. And she's very excited because she's made a friend. And we kind of hear whispering. And then she picks up the planchette Mm -hmm. and looks through it and kind of gasps and says, who are you? And we cut upstairs to Lena's bedroom where something pulls the sheets off her bed. She pulls them back. It pulls them down. She pulls them back and then it yanks them off the bed. Now, as this happened, my neighbors blew a ton of noisemakers at once. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just Confederate general who was like, you hussy, you cannot go out with that older boy. 
<laughs> when she picked up the planchette to look through it, I literally said, no, because I was like, oh, I don't want to see this because when the camera lens through the planchette, like it's sort of warped and stuff. And I was like, of course, they're going to scare the shit out of me through that. And I was like terrified every time she did it. That's later. We don't actually see the reverse shot. through no, the I know. I know. For like four or five more scenes. But yeah, once she picked it up, I was like, no, please don't introduce that. Like, I don't want to have anything yep. to do with that foolishness. Yep. So uh, as Lena bends down to pick up the sheets and it looks like there's something under the sheets, but there's not. But she goes to pull the sheets back over her and there is something standing in the doorway behind her that she does not see. And yeah. we cut away from it. Fuck that. I hated it. Oh. Yeah, it so fucking freaky. I was just like, Ooh. when she sits up in the bed, you see it in the hallway yep. and then as she crosses over it, it disappears. Yeah. Ooh. It's a cool effect, but it's also scary as shit. And I fucking hated it. But it was I, I thought yeah. it was cool because it's a jump scare where like the scary thing is already there and the, the part that's scary is that it disappears well yeah yeah mm. and i like that it's a practical effect yeah because it's just somebody standing there in shadow yeah and your brain is just like what hold up and by the time you kind of register that it's there it's gone yeah so uh we cut to school the next day and father tom kind of calls the mom in to talk to him and asks if she's been helping doris with her homework and we reveal that doris has turned in her homework and it's like cursive and very fancy and nice someone's been helping her a lot yeah confederate general yeah yeah the confederate general is very good with his handwriting like cursive is something that they like perfected during that time period Mm -hmm. and they ask Doris, like, who helped you? And she's like, oh, my new friend. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, who helped you? Like, did Lena help you? Like, what happened? And she's like, no, my new friend did. I let her use my hand, which is just like, yeah. never let anyone use your hand. I mean, <laughs> depends on for what. <laughs> to do your homework. Right. To automatic write or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then no, fuck that. Yeah, there's a lot of automatic writing in, in this, which again relates back to the Fox sisters and a couple yeah. other people of the spiritualism movement that used to do automatic writing. So they come home and there's a foreclosure notice on the door of the house. I thought it was very interesting that the foreclosure notice was in the Ouija font. Oh, oh. I didn't even realize that, but that is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So, like, it was a ploy. Marcus put that there. He's like, they're all cut up on their bills. They're just going to fall for yeah. this. It's fine. <laughs> they're going to have to square this away with the bank. <laughs> I just want to imagine Confederate General Marcus fighting behind, you know, like, you know, I was bad back in the day, but you Nazis are like a different level of bad, <laughs> and I am not here for it. <laughs> and they're just like shut up marcus i just like the world where the confederate general only learns the like wrongness of his ways by meeting a nazi and he's like oh i have to rethink my entire dead life because this is obviously the end of where our philosophy was going and yeah. it is horrible yeah i have made terrible mistakes i now know why i am locked into this confederate ouija board <laughs> Maybe federal laws could help prevent things such as this happening to individuals. And on top of that, you're making them think their house is foreclosed. I just cannot stand. (laughs) So uh, they are sad. And the mom and Lena are kind of sitting on the porch talking about like, well, do we have to move? This is your dad's house. And Doris says, dad won't like this. I should tell him. And she gets the Ouija board out and the mom and Lena are just like, fuck her crazy ass. We're going to go sit on the porch and cry. Um, (laughs) But meanwhile, Doris talks to the Ouija board and then she leaves and goes into the basement. We kind of see her in the background walking around. Now, what's really interesting, because she goes down into the basement 
and she looks into the wall basically behind the furnace and then finds a bunch of money and while she's doing that on the porch they're talking about like she doesn't fully understand that he's dead and just like gone forever like they she doesn't get it yeah but she's of an age where like you may not grasp the, the full finality of death right so in the basement she finds the money and she comes back up now as we're watching from the porch she comes out of the basement and when she first comes out of the basement she's like a fully adult sized person yeah so it's it's not doris it's someone else coming up out of the basement and they deliberately like rack the focus yeah so then as she comes closer to the basement now it's doris but it was not initially i did not like this part i hated so much of this movie fucking freaky yeah so she gives them the money and they're just like well (laughs) great thank you i do love when movies like present a problem and then solve it immediately i thought that was funny hey we're getting evicted Ooh, daddy showed me where all this money is although it wasn't daddy it was probably marcus but yeah it was marcus for me it introduced the idea that that wasn't actually the problem that there's a much bigger problem going on yeah 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 but so they sit down at the board to thank their father and lena the older daughter is suspicious she's just like don't like this and as they're kind of talking it seems like doris can actually talk to and hear him and seems to know things that happened in the house even though she wasn't there but lena doesn't like it she knows something's not fucking right and she's like please stop talking about my dad in this context yeah but the mom is asking questions that only the dad would know right so it's like right but it happened in the house and that's how doris ends up knowing yes. because the ghosts in the house are telling but her. i would right. hate this because like i'd be on a week yeah. board and like confederate general would be like you need to stop masturbating all <laughs> the time you're gonna go blonde son yeah, yeah, yeah. Son, hair has grown on your hand. It's just, it's unnatural. It's just unnatural. You need to stop visiting the World Wide Web site, a pornography hub. <laughs> I have to live here too, please. These were my nice magazines and you've befouled them with your stickiness. <laughs> <laughs> your socks could walk on their own, sir. Why do you know your socks biblically? I do not understand. <laughs> Don't you know it is a, se- a sin to spill your seed, child? Oh, I'm not spilling it. I'm catching it in the sock. <laughs> <laughs> please, just please stop. Please call a priest. I want to leave. <laughs> I do love that he, like the Confederate Ouija board general, is your roommate and he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I'm just super southern, and you haven't done the dishes in months. <laughs> I, <laughs> now stop ignoring me. I keep leaving the rent on the bedside table. Uh, anyway, the women you pick are not right for you. Well, I've been saying that for months too, Mikey. I don't know. That's like a common thing anyone would say. I don't believe. Yeah, you shouldn't be caught. Con- whatever, ghosts. <laughs> what do you know ghost you haunt those women as much as i haunt you you're always there making pottery talking to Whoopi goldberg <laughs> all i'm picturing right now is oh mikey God. holding up a confederate ouija board general like dirty dancing <laughs> see i'm just picturing him like patrick swayzeing the the general at the pottery wheel just like oh yeah no no no. we both went to different patrick swayze properties i had the haunt of my life <laughs> so at this point doris while using the board the planchette starts to move on its 
Oh. Right, and she's not wearing the magnet things around her knees, so like she's nope. not moving it. She's not moving it. Marcus is moving it, yeah. Yeah, and then she picks it up and looks through the planchette and says, sometimes I can see them through this. I haven't seen Daddy yet, but I want to. <laughs> I hated every time she looked through it. I was like, oh yeah, just ask your mom to get you glasses. Like, are you that <laughs> bad? Like, are you that nearsighted that you need this? She just picks it up. She's like, e. A-S-G-S-D. Now read line three. G-H-O-S-T. I don't know. I just, I, I hate that her monocle looked like a Star Trek communicator badge. <laughs> Ghost optometrist is terrible at his job. <laughs> well, yeah, because he sees through stuff. Not She's well. holding up two different planchettes, like... Version one, version two. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> one's better? Which one's better? Yeah. Well, one's a demon. So like version one, obviously, because version two is a demon. His name's Mark and he's like a total Chad. Hey guys, it's me, Mark. Been haunting this house. We've got the keg in the corner. Remember like, like share, and subscribe, subscribe to my ghost, yeah. my ghost tube page. Welcome to Ghost Talk. Today we're going to order pizza and not pay for it and like push the guy on the off the porch. <laughs> and remember to sign up for my conference, Ghost AlphaCon, coming in February. Casper's going to be there. He's an OG. <laughs> <laughs> He's changed a lot since the movies. He's real aggressive incel. <laughs> this episode's going to be bonkers, man. Yeah. So Lena goes upstairs and... She, we get a real cool canted angle rack focus. It's yeah, pretty sweet. That was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love that. And she basically confronts her mom. She's like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And her mom is like, "No, we can talk to dad again." Like, my mom was a fortune teller. Maybe it just skips a generation. Yeah. No, I think this was a huge red flag for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. But Lena's like, "No," uh, and the mom's like, "I knew your dad would take care of us." And Lena's like, "No." So Doris <laughs> picks up the planchette. She's looking through it. And this is where we see the shadow man in the doorway. Oh! Shit. Sorry. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me, Paige. Uh, shadow oh my man. God. Shadow man. Did you Empty can that? falling on my desk. I did not plan oh, that. Shit. I accidentally hit a cord. If they had a silver sword, they could have killed Shadow Man. You got a set of magic traps. <laughs> shadow Man. Oh, standing in the doorway. Oh. Because your mouth goes like wide when you do the ahs. What up? My name's Chaz. I'm a Shadow Man. TTL, <laughs> which means I get up, I terrify, and I do laundry. Ghost crew, gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> so. I didn't realize that this house is on the Jersey Shore. Well, yeah, we got Mark, we got Chad. And Confederate General, seven ghosts from a variety of different backgrounds living together. Oh, my God. Okay, a reality show where it's a haunted house. And, okay, shut up. I'm going to write this as, as like a joke sketch. One Nazi doctor brought them together. <laughs> it's a bunch of horrible haunting ghosts. And it's a reality show, Big Brother style. But then there's also just a family living in the house. It's just like, what the fuck? It's ghost <laughs> real world. That's all that it's is. It's ghost real world. It. Yeah. Unreal world. Unreal world. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I got the first 30 pages right here. But I, the idea that there's just a family living there terrified is 
yeah. hilarious to me. And so the family's having like one whole like experience where they're like calling a priest and everything. And then the ghosts are just like, so today we've got a priest here and I'm like <laughs> kind of worried about it because like I've been playing the game. I didn't come here to make friends. I just want to see the ghosts talking heads like the talking yes. head segments. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But like one's really religious so it like follows the priest around because <laughs> he was like an evil priest or something. I want it to be like I just love the smell of sage. <laughs> I've been cooking and I think what this one recipe needs is sage and like there's one great way to get it. So that's what I'm doing today. I've got to convince the people who live here to call a priest. <laughs> and also to buy more oregano. Uh, <laughs> so we cut to school the next day and Lean is talking to that boy about going to homecoming and they lean in to kiss and Father Tom does one of my favorites because they used to do it in my high school all the time yeah leave room for the holy ghost <laughs> and she's like i got enough ghosts in my life the fog machine <laughs> leave room for the fog machine was that on horror virgin or romancing the pot or we talked about the first threesome i don't even know it's romancing the pot okay oh my god that was one of the funniest conversations and it happens right at the beginning of whatever episode that was love hard it's, yeah it's, it's like the last hard. episode oh my god it was so good anyway so father father tom calls her into his office and is like this isn't about the kiss i know you're smart don't worry about it uh but your sister's been gone for like four days and she's like yeah she's working with my mom and he's like what do you mean yeah what do you mean working yeah <laughs> she's nine what's your mom's deal tell me about your mom yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what he was doing what's her deal though she like single she like talk about me she ever ask about me so is your dad like dead or is he dead dead yeah yeah is your dad still <laughs> haunting your mom or is he like out of the picture yeah yeah like would he possess my dick so i can fuck your mom <laughs> whoa what <laughs> Mikey, what the fuck just a heads up i don't have time to edit this episode so like <laughs> oh no Mikey just pitched the weirdest uh, porno. <laughs> I am 100% sure that exists. Now that has to exist. It's called Ghost Dick, and if it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it. It's a sequel to Ghost Dad, but it did very poorly. <laughs> Oddly enough, Bill Cosby insisted he be in it. <laughs> so upsetting. He's wearing just the Cosby sweater and nothing else. He's like Winnie Poohing in a Cosby sweater. No, he, he goes to put on a condom, he tears it open, and it's just a tiny Cosby sweater. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, what a terrible oh. man he is. It's a wool condom. <laughs> oh. Scratchy and bad. And honestly, just doesn't work. No. They're like 40% effective, though. <laughs> 40%. <laughs> And that's just because 40% of the time women are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hard pass. Is it supposed to be 40%? Because that seems much higher in my experience of women just telling me I'd like to pass on this experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more you than than the sweater on your dick. <laughs> I think that's women being like, I'm not into you, not your dick is a nerd. <laughs> oh man i've never heard someone tell me my dick is a nerd but like i should have by now wow yeah you should i feel like that would hurt if someone was like you know who's a fucking loser your dick and i'm like (laughs) that is so specific and hurtful so we cut back to the house where uh doris is working with her mom and they're basically having seances where she's moving the planchette and she's still kind of asking general questions but then she like pretends to be the dad's voice like it's a male voice that comes out of her mouth yeah oh so creepy yeah it was and they escort the lady out of the house she finishes pays the money and then doris feels the back of her head 
So something is clearly like not right. It kind of hurts in the back of the head. Yeah, like her neck hurts or something. Yeah. Right. We cut to that night. She's asleep and she wakes up and then wakes Lena up because her neck hurts. So Lena gives her Tylenol and she says it stings like a bee. Uh, And Lena's like, well, it'll feel better in a little bit. Like just let the Tylenol work, go to bed. But Doris doesn't stay in bed. She goes downstairs to the board and she she says, friends, we gather here, blah, blah, blah. What happened to my neck? (laughs) (laughs) She literally says blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, she glosses over it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was great. And she says, daddy, it hurts because she, again, still thinks she's talking to her dad. Yeah. She looks through the planchette and she sees something in the corner. And then she looks again, sees something in the other corner, like mini jump scare, mini jump scare, mini jump scare. She gets up, goes to look in the mirror while carrying the planchette and puts it up and looks through the mirror, through the planchette. Yeah. Double weird. Double jump scary. Yeah, Yeah, I hated it so much. Oh, there are so many terrifying moments. And this is where we see the smoke demon who like bends her backward and then like deep throats her with his fist. Just like. Oh, yeah. First off, a little weird. I don't like that as the analogy just because it's a accurate and she's nine. I was going to say, are you going to argue that that's not? No, not at all. Yeah, no, it's accurate, but gross. But she's nine. You know, yeah, I got the impression that he was forcing himself inside. Oh, I hate saying all of this. Oh, wow. I like that you, you thought go. that was better. Oh, oh, no. oh. As I started oh. saying it, I was like, I guess oh. my description's not so bad now. Oh, do you, okay, I'll try. I'm going to try again. Okay, try it, try it. He possessed her. Yes. Oh, thank you. thank you so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just didn't like the way he did it. He he last exorcism backbends her to do it. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, dude. Unfortunately, the ghost of Chris Hansen was also appeared and was like, have a seat over there. <laughs> the ghost just has Mike's hard lemonade in the other hand. Just like, <laughs> and Confederate was like, oh, no. You were actually talking to one of our agents through the Ouija board. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a Confederate general at all. Yeah. I've been undercover this entire time yeah and you said you wanted to and i quote and then moves the planchette plow her (laughs) field (laughs) anyway she ends up just twitching on the floor which is like so we cut up to lena's room and lena kind of hears voices whispering and then we cut to the reverse shot and doris is creepy with like her eyes rolled back in her head just like whispering in her ear oh, I hated this it. fucking got yeah, me man me too. this oh, fucking God. terrifying as shit i hated this too because fucking younger siblings will just annoy the shit out of you <laughs> at any time of day you're like i'm f- trying to fucking sleep i don't care what the demons have to say i have yeah. a test tomorrow yeah mikey i did wonder while watching this i was like i wonder if mikey ever wished he could sew his younger siblings mouth shut who says I didn't? <laughs> I was like, I bet Mikey really relates to Lena's character. The thing that this movie is missing is just like the older sibling just beating the shit out of her at some point. Because I'd be like, <laughs> stop possessing people. Or like when she sews the mouth of Lena's doll that her dad gave her, I was like, yeah. there would be 100% more blows thrown in this scene if it was like real life. Also, her dad's a terrible communicator. Like, that was a huge <laughs> jump. Tell me yeah, like, oh, he's like, you figure it out. So, yeah. so my sister's mouth shut. Do you, well, here's the question. Do you actually think it was the dad or were they no, tricking her? I don't because Lena, Lena and her sister are both fucked up at the end of the movie. Yep. But we do see the dad at the end, right? Like, so that's the figure you're like, that's not really the dad. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't answer either way. Well, you know, it's not the dad because he does have the picture, the six pack of wine coolers in his left hand. <laughs> as <they're walking> <laughs> I also reference back to the first time they asked the board if dad was 
there and they said no. Yeah. It, it could be the dad trying to help them, but it doesn't help much. Anyway. Yeah, so, he's not super helpful. I did get the impression it was the dad, but I mean, it doesn't really matter and doesn't really answer that question. He just wanted sons. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Lena gets up, she goes to the bathroom and she looks in the mirror and her mouth is sealing shut and she tries to scream, but she can't. It's a nightmare. And then she wakes up. We cut to the next day. Her sister's at school and she's like catatonic. Yeah. The kids are trying to bully her and she basically like mind forces one of them to shoot himself in the face of the slingshot, which probably blinded that kid. Well, if it hit him in the eye, I bet it would. But honestly, the kid, this is going to sound terrible. The kid had it coming yeah. because he was going to hit her in the head with a rock, I assume, was in the slingshot. Yeah, but it sounds like that kid like dies. Like the, the sound effect they play when he hits himself is very disturbing well it's it's at short range and it's a rock i think like, it sounds like it goes through his eye yeah I, I think he blinds himself like we don't see it but it does sound that way and just with the screaming and everything yeah he's got a rock just like rattling around in his brain the rest of his life his head <laughs> sounds like a maraca <laughs> <laughs> he grows up to be a musician i want a rock rock <laughs> out of my head <laughs> I yeah. want a rock to get out of my head. <laughs> yeah. He should be singing, I want a doc to get it out of my head. Well, there's only one doctor in town. Unfortunately, he's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to the house that night where she's sitting on the couch with Lena and she's just like not really responsive. Like she is already out to lunch. Like she's gone. Demons have taken over <laughs> and she's just chilling on the couch with Lena. Their mom is going on the date with Father Tom and is like, I'll just be gone in a couple hours. I'll be back. So it is a date though, what you're saying. Like it is a date. I'm gonna call it a date. I mean, they show up at a fancy restaurant that he used to take his wife to. He fully wanted to get up in her rectory is all I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't count. That doesn't even count. No. The rectory is not what counts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wanted to feed her crab rangoons through the confession hole. <laughs> like it's not a restaurant. It's just a wall with a hole. And he just like puts one crab rangoon through. And she's just like, you shouldn't have. He's like, he's like, you should come home and see my other collar. <laughs> when we get back to my place, you'll be the one wearing the collar. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing him leading her around the house in a collar, eating plates of crab rangoons. <laughs> Someone get paid some crab rangoons. What is happening? Yeah, she definitely needs some. She keeps Ooh, bringing wow. it up. Is that you, General So? Yes. <laughs> There's just like a hovering plate of crab rangoons coming up next to you, like a ghost is carrying it that we can't see. And he's just spelling out delicious <laughs> <laughs> and then eat it slow he's he's giving us a phone number what is it <laughs> beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. hello panda express <laughs> 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 this episode brought to you by the crab rangoons at panda express panda express <laughs> if you want to have shits for two days eat panda express yeah, that's true. They don't have crab and cream. They only have cream cheese. I hate this Ouija board. The only thing it told me was drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> that's what I call my juice. Oh, <laughs> my, what is happening to us? So sorry, cut it out. Cut I don't have out. time to cut things. I'm no. so sorry. I can't. I, I wish I could. Oh, God. Anyway, okay, okay. <laughs> this year, what I'm thankful for is the sidewalks. They really kept me off the streets. Oh, oh my God. God Mikey, Mikey, no. I like that joke. 
Yeah. You know, my grandpa liked it back in like 1857 or whenever it was originally written. Let's get him on the Ouija board and see his opinion. (laughs) Hello, grandpa. How do you feel about sidewalks? They kept me off the The streets. streets. (laughs) They kept me off the dirt roads. When we were children, one time my sister, who was very young and didn't understand how old people were, asked my grandmother if they had the Pony Express when she was a a younger child because she had been like, yeah, they used to deliver milk to our house. And my sister was like, did you have the Pony Express? And she was like, no, how old do you think I am, you little shit bird? And then walked away. (laughs) And that's why she was the best. So she's on a date with Father Tom and they're kind of talking about his wife, but also the work that she does to kind of help people get closure. Yeah. Well, and at this point, she offers him a seance. Right. She offers him a seance. We cut back to the house and Doris is on the couch, eyes rolled back, full TV static, fucking terrifying. I, oh, I hate that, that part so was much. really Ugh. funny because like it is true. TV rots your brain. It's true. And they do keep <laughs> interrupting her and she's just like, oh, I'm watching my stories. I just love how like these these ghosts who existed before good television were like fucking orgasm every time they watch television. Yeah, all they want to do is watch TV. I think it must be the static. <laughs> I thought that, that part was terrifying because it jump cuts from the restaurant. Yes, to her just being like nah. wide open mouth. Like it scared the shit out of me. Yes. Uh, the older sister brings her, her homecoming date boyfriend guy over and they go upstairs and they're like, Doris, stay downstairs. And if you tell anybody, I'll melt your Barbies. And she's just like, you're going to regret that bitch. And her eyes roll. <laughs> and she's like, well, if you take him upstairs, I'm going to make him hang himself. I'm going to melt your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. she, she goes, spoiler alert, your boyfriend's hung. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, that's fine. I was going to make an autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> he just took it to extremes. David Carradine's on the Ouija board for you, Mikey. <laughs> so we cut back to dinner and Father Tom's like, hey, yo, uh, the spirit world is dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you're fucking with the occult. And she's just like, no, we're giving people closure. You fucking square. Like, come over and I'll give you a seance. And you, you could really see Father Tom like really... You know the moment in a date where you find one of those deal breakers and like it kind of changes the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but then you still decide to compromise your moral compass to get some because he still very much like tries to hit on her. Like in this scene well, or in this part of the, the scene because it does cut back and forth. He even says like you've awakened something inside me or something like weird, very like. I mean, you could always walk away from the priesthood. I, oh, yeah. You could go to the priesthood for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I do like what he says about like where she's like, don't you want to talk to your wife? And he says, I feel like anything that I didn't say in life, she already knows. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. She knows I hate her lasagna. (laughs) Yeah. She's here with Mike's hard lemonade and she knows what's up. (laughs) (laughs) And she knows that if we live through this movie, we're going to be getting down. But he does say, I felt like my days of, of basically having nice dinners with ladies and whatever were over feel that brother he jokes that he's like i made sure of it because he has the collar yeah basically says i didn't think this through implying that like he is into her and it's, it is a date yeah 
And then he just says, maybe in another life. And they toast to that. Yeah. Because she seems pretty interested, too. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. She's definitely game to call father daddy. Yeah, she's going to be at that Rangoon hole 9 a.m. Monday morning. Like, <laughs> she is into it. Who doesn't like someone unavailable? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Mikey, I know that's your type. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know enough about you to know that that is your wheelhouse, my man. Yeah. I got to find me a hot nun. <laughs> now all I'm picturing is the mother from this movie kneeling in a confessional with like a small door right where her head is and just saying, forgive me, father, for I have fasted. Please feed me. <laughs> And him just like shoving crab rangoons through the hole. This is what I call Paige's porn scenarios. Give me two orange chickens and a broccoli beef. I just picture them lovingly embracing in a bathtub naked. And then he blesses the water and he's like, you ever bathe in holy water before? <laughs> it's like a hot tub. Yeah. And then she dies because she's La Llorona. She was the hottest woman in all of Mexico. But she couldn't swim. She could not swim. That episode was bonkers see i like one ghost i like one ghost that you can see and like really build a whole bit around i mean i don't think that's as scary i think this is way scarier true personally anyway so meanwhile back at the house lena's listening to records with her boyfriend who's like my dad's an architect this house has great bones and i'm like okay hgtv like calm down (laughs) calm down ghost house hunters yeah i want to listen to records in my bedroom while also being near the seashore and a straight commute to work (laughs) <laughs> you can't get all of those things so uh she sends him away because mom's gonna be home soon and as he goes to leave doris is watching the tv static mouth open ready for rangoons and <laughs> he's like okay bye kiddo and she's like hey do you know what it's like to be strangled to death and he's just like um no and then she just describes it in detail and he's just like maybe it would be cool if i left i don't know what's <laughs> happening right now Fuck. i'm like has someone hurt you <laughs> I mean, I had someone say something sort of similar to this to me once. What? As a child? No, she was an adult. We were in a consenting relationship situation. Oh, is this the girl who wanted you to like punch her in the face or whatever? Not punch her in the face, Mikey. Maybe occasional open hand slap, but like- This is the one who called you something weird, right? Yeah. And hey, consenting adults, both adults consenting to the open hand slap, both people are into it slap away but oh like, i've gotten you know. a little i'm like i've done some stuff you said that like someone who's definitely done some stuff uh, okay, <laughs> but like what was the weird weird thing she said to you she called him jesus that's what it was she looked at me in the eyes and said you're my jesus christ and i had to stop for a second Duh. oh that's too much commitment i'm not ready to provide you rangoons on a regular basis so i need to leave <laughs> were you in the priesthood at the time i've never been in the priesthood you could dress like one <laughs> Was it a weird Halloween party No, you were Jesus? <laughs> no, it was not around Easter. I was not wearing my Jesus outfit. No, it was very <laughs> uncomfortable. Anyway, so he's like, okay, uh, bye. And at no point does he ever come back and be like, yo, your sister's fucking terrified. I know. He should have <laughs> immediately gone to the father and been like, hey, I think something bad is happening with the youngest daughter of that family that you're trying to weasel your way into. <laughs> he could have just been like, we're not going to homecoming because your sister freaked me the fuck out. And yeah. I had a crab rangoon for your corsage and everything. <laughs> no, I wanted him to like ask her other questions and be like, she, she's like, have you ever experienced choking? And be like, I wanted him to be like, is your sister like into choking like this? No. <laughs> or Is this stuff you've like, heard from you, your sister? Like, are you trying to help me or hurt me? Like, what is your deal? 
I mean, you guys do share a room, so like, yeah. is this something that she does to herself? Like, I need to know these things before we enter into the homecoming part of this story. <laughs> I mean, they don't share a room, but I'm sure she walks in on oh, it. Oh, I thought they did share a room. My bad. No. Lena goes upstairs later. We cut to her kind of making sure that Doris is in bed, and she sees Doris automatic writing. Yeah. And like, looking the other way while scribbling, it's like, woo, creepy, creepy. Oh, yeah, it's like full-on automatic writing, because she's like looking at the wall but her arms behind her head yeah writing right there's no way she's looking at which it. is just showing off like if someone's writing through my arm i'm not gonna stare at my wall i'm gonna look and see what they're writing <laughs> but i text so much i could automatic write you a text right now and it would be perfect like i, I don't have to look at it Yeah, i'm just saying if i was possessed and you're saving time like i would be doing something else like reading with my other hand yeah no i feel you so lena leaves cuts back to her room and the doll that she has that's in a picture of her with her dad yeah. has its mouth sewn shut. Yeah. And she confronts Doris and Doris is like, daddy did it to stop the voices. And she basically is like, you're lying and please leave dad out of your weird shit. Yeah. And then she confronts the mom again and she's like, yo, something's fucking wrong with her. You're being a bad mom. Yeah. <laughs> something's Stop wrong. trying to get father's dick and parent for a change, mom. No, she's exploiting her child's possession to make money. That's what the whole yeah. movie's about. Yeah, I didn't have so much problem with that because like, that's what you do to kids, right? You like have them to like hope one of them gets famous and then like you just ride them in a conservatorship type situation until they sue you and get free around 40 years old. Yeah. Hey, Jamie Spears. Uh, we didn't invite you to this <laughs> podcast. Please go leave. I mean, Bye. clearly I was joking. Like, that's a terrible situation. Yeah. I'm voting to end your conservatorship of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, so mom doesn't admit it. She's just like, but I want to keep exploiting her for fun and profit. And <laughs> she basically argues like if dad was actually helping, he wouldn't be changing her. Like, why would he change her? Right. So. We cut to the next day. They're going to school and she grabs the automatic writing pages and takes them to Father Tom and is like, I think these are in Polish. Can somebody else read them? Uh, Doris wrote them. I saw her doing it. And so he says, like, what are these? And she's like, eh, hopefully nothing. So we cut to the house later and he shows up and is like, hey, let's talk to my dead wife. Kinky, right? Like... <laughs> Had fun at dinner. Let's bring the wife into it. Yeah, this sounds great. Threesome. Oh. Yeah. So they start the reading and Lena watches it. And he definitely guides the reading where he's like, yes, that's correct. Keep going. Keep going. But he was lying. And I love it. But he was lying. And that's what we find out in this scene is he's like, she is channeling something from the house. So whatever yeah. happens in the house or whatever I'm thinking, that's what she can channel. But it's not true. My right. wife's middle name was Catherine. Like, I confirmed it for her, but she is lying. And she's taking... She's still scamming people, even though she is channeling people, essentially. Yeah. Well, because the demon doesn't really know what's going on with the wife. Right. He can just read th his mind, sort of, right? Right, while he's in the house. Yeah, exactly. So after the reading, they leave Doris downstairs. They take Lena and the mom upstairs under this auspice of like, oh, we have to go talk about something. And they let Doris watch TV so she can just like open Billy Mouth Bass around the TV. <laughs> and upstairs, they tell the mom about the pages in Polish. And basically, it tells her the history of the house. And so this is where we find out about Marcus, who came over from Poland and ended up in the hospital, where he recognizes one of the doctors from the Nazi concentration camp, who then takes him out of the hospital. 
puts him in the basement, cuts his tongue out, sews their mouth shut, and then they all continue the experiments and eventually die in that basement. Yeah, I've cured him. He'll never speak in tongues again. Oh, no. <laughs> or at all. But this is where the mom says, and, and this is actually kind of interesting, this is where the mom says, oh, no, we played in a graveyard. Yeah. So now we realize they played both alone and in a graveyard. Yeah. And the rules say don't play in a graveyard. Yeah. And no one says goodbye the whole time. I know. I saw that, too. They do. The ghost says goodbye later. Oh, no. I'll go over it in a sec. Anyway. So meanwhile, the boyfriend shows up and Doris is like, come to the basement. I have treasures. And I'm like, don't follow a creepy kid anywhere. Like, what are you doing? Leave. Yeah. The kid who said she was going to strangle you last time you're at the house wants you to go to the basement with her to like reach into a hole in the wall. Like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. And so he's reaching into the hole in the wall. And the real creepy thing for me is as he's reaching, he's in the foreground. And if you look in the background, Doris is in the back with like crazy face. Like, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that part freaked me the fuck out yeah Ugh. she makes the face that she makes when she watches carson every night <laughs> <laughs> well no there's one where so she starts with that face and then the second time we cut to it she's got kind of like blood around the sides and she's kind of like smiling and twitching oh, and yeah. it's fucking terrifying i hated it like, so much yeah it's so unsettling Ugh. i would have beat the shit of that little girl <laughs> <laughs> of course she would have mikey <laughs> Because she's evil, so you get the green flag on beatdowns. That's true. Fuck them kids. Yeah. So he's reaching in to the wall, and she comes up behind him and, like, whisper hugs him, where she does the, like, eye-rolled-back whisper, which is fucking terrifying. And we cut back up to the bedroom where they're realizing, like, oh, no, it's the house, not Doris. But now we can't just leave because they know, like, Doris is a conduit. Well, and they try to leave, but the front door is, like, locked. Like, they can't get out. But they should have burned this house down a fucking year ago. Yeah, they don't try hard to, to leave either. They, I mean, like, that's no fair. windows are broken. They don't even, like, yeah. they, like, jiggle the handle. I also get right. that, like, her daughter has been, like, possessed, and they don't want to lose the daughter. Like, I, I get it. It's fine. Right. But she has another daughter. <laughs> she's got a backup like she'll be fine <laughs> I, I would not have let the other daughter stay at all i i, I just i would have been like yeah. you gotta get the fuck out i like if we're if your sister dies i die I can't have you be hurt yeah uh but anyway so they go downstairs doris is fucking missing and as they're kind of like okay where should we go because they know the house can hear them so they basically know that they're not safe right and as they're deliberating the boyfriend hangs himself from the second story oh man and they just stand there and watch they like just there's watch nothing they die. can do to help they watch him and and here's the thing is it possible that his neck is broken and he dies almost instantly yeah but it doesn't possible. look like it, it well it, he does not move after so it does not look like he is alive but they didn't try generally people yeah, generally you should try to cut them down at least check if they might be breathing I, like they're like man bummer yeah the father father tom should have run up and like tried to like lift him up as much as possible yeah while lena or the mom ran to the kitchen grabbed the knife and then cut that bed sheet so it like cut him down yeah right instead all we get is the mom turning to the priest and lena and being like my house is the neighborhood hangout <laughs> oh god <sighs> but you're right though yeah that is what happened uh so <laughs> instead of trying to get him down they're just like we got to get down to the basement <laughs> and they leave him there the whole movie like at the end of this movie he's still yes. hanging there yeah i thought that was bizarre me too same since he's a evidence but also b later he like bungee jump pushes lena up and down the stairs which yeah. is super interesting because then like once his body is there they can like use his body that's crazy yeah anyway so they go downstairs to the basement they realize there's a room 
behind the wall and they find skeletons in the walls. Mm -hmm. So at that point, Father Tom is like, okay, I'm going to climb into the vent, into the secret room. And he gets into the fucked up Nazi medical room. And this is where the record player is saying goodbye because it's the song is goodbye, little girl. Yeah. So at this point, I think Doris is dead. Oh, yeah. There's no coming back for her. No coming back. But he examines the tools that are laid out and then he hears her behind him and he turns and she's all creepy, rolled eyed out. And he's trying to say the Lord's Prayer and she says he can't see this house. And if he could, none of us would still be here. So basically Mm. she's like, this is the house of the devil. Uh, And he (laughs) is like, I can help you. And then she just like whooshes forward whispering which was fucking oh, terrifying man. it was tony collette from the corner oh. all over again i was just like oh. i jerked back into the bed and i was like ah yeah it was terrible i hated this movie so much Oof. so he climbs out of the vent and they're like hey where is she and he just says she's part of the walls now and she told me the most wonderful things and his eyes are all rolled back and he's You're got like, a knife oh, no fucking terrifying <laughs> so lena runs she this is where she tries the door and they're trapped in the house and as he's running up from the basement the mom calls his name and he kind of comes back for a second yeah. And shuts himself in the basement to keep them safe, which is very like, I kind of really liked that, that he was just like, yeah, it won't be me. I'm not going to kill him. Right. But this is the jump scare that got me bad. Oh, oh, this one was so fucking scary. Yes, it uh, was. He turns and Doris is on the ceiling in the corner with her mouth all fucked up and he falls and breaks his neck and dies. Instantly. I thought she screamed oh. and pushed him off. She she screams and he just goes, oh, and is gone. Either way, he does die. Like, it's fucking Ugh. terrifying. Ugh. So now Doris is like chasing them through the house. The mom gets yanked back into the living room. The boyfriend's body grabs Lena and tosses her at the stairs. Yeah, so they're separated now. They're separated out. And Doris, or Lena looks, like, sits up and looks to the bottom of the stairs where Doris is at the bottom and then climbs the wall to get to I her. It. It's like, I oh, hated it so much. No. Yeah, it was terrible. Because literally from the point that they go down into that basement, this movie turns it up to 11 and never stops. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Even when you think the scares are done at the very end of this movie, there's, like, still a feel. Nope. Oh, <laughs> so... The mom gets up. She sees Doris whisper hugging Lena. Oh, man. And those whisper hugs. She does this a few times. They look very like vampire bite. Like they scare the shit out of me. They're so unsettling. Like I hated it so much. I whisper hug people, too. And people don't like it. But I'm not like usually like you're a great guy. You're just like crap rangoons. (laughs) (laughs) Come to my rangoon hole. (laughs) That's what she said. So the mom gets up. She sees Doris whisper hugging and is like, don't. I'm a vessel. Like, take me instead. And then the demons are like. The ghost was like, you're too used up to be a good vessel. No, boo. The ghosts are like, you're trapped in this house, bitch. I don't know if you noticed. We're taking all of you. Like, that's. They're pretty mean about it. They're demons, Mikey. They're not going to be like super polite. Well, they're ghosts. They're not demons, right? Here's the thing. You don't know. When you reach out to the spirit world, you don't know who's talking to you. you, And that's why you shouldn't fucking do it. Hurt dead people hurt people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we cut to the mom waking up being dragged on the floor past Father Tom's dead body. And she looks up. And Doris has the fucking most terrifying smile on her face. Like, it is. Oh, it's the worst. That kid is freaky looking. Like, it's just. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, she looked a lot like the mom. Like as a daughter, the, yes, she looked a lot she like the mom. She does look yeah. a lot like her. Like I yes. was like, is that her real daughter? That's like that's the thought. I wondered that too. I don't think so though. Hurt houses hurt people. That's what I remember. I remember, remember Amityville. I think that's what we. Yeah, got that's that. from Amityville. Yeah. yeah, that's what this movie was missing—a six-six-six pack. Oh, <laughs> what if the priest like ripped off his shirt, just wore the collar, and had like nineteen abs? Here for it. He had like cum gutters. He's like, all I do is crunches when I th- when I think about sex, <laughs> and I think about it all the time. Especially since I met you. Wangy blangy. Although they can get together in the spirit world if they want, because by the end of this movie, they're both dead. Yeah, that's true. They can ghost bone. Ghost bone. How can you see? Oh my God. I bought this house and there is ectoplasm everywhere. It's like, (laughs) and it smells like sex. In one room specifically. Oh, <laughs> no. Anyway, so she chain Doris chains the mom up to the Nazi examination table. Yeah. Meanwhile, someone carries Lena to her bed and she wake, like kind of comes to and it seems to be her dad. And the doll is next to her and she has this like flashback of Doris saying, I didn't do it. Dad did it to stop the voices. And it shows him doing it. Uh, so it's almost this implication of like, this is what you have to do to stop the voices. I'm dad and I'm telling you. Meanwhile, their mom's chained up in the basement and she's pleading with Doris to basically let her go. She's like, I just wanted to talk to daddy. And Doris is like, he's gone. He lives in the dark and the cold. And then Lena from the top rope with the chair. Yeah. Just like gets her across the head with a stool, which is amazing. It was pretty great, but it's also like a macho man Randy Savage move. Like (laughs) out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Gotta get that spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna beat the demon out of you, child. (laughs) I'm gonna slap into the slimmest gym of all. The holy gym. Yeah. The holy gym? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's just Slim Jims being crammed through the crab rangoon hole. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if there was just a random hole that would hand me rangoons and jerky sticks, I'm I'm there all the time. Yeah. The like, Holy Gym is actually where priest Randy Savage works out. Yeah. <laughs> God, we need more professional wrestlers in movies. I mean, if they live taught us anything, it is absolutely true. That's a perfect film. It is. <laughs> and it is the warning we did not heed. Yes. Okay. I have a really funny story. You can't tell anyone because it may be classified. I, I, I mean, we're we're on microphone. Cut this out. Cut. We're on microphone. Just wait and tell us later. It's, it's really relevant. No, tell me now. I'll definitely cut it out. Okay, I'll wait. That does not look like a look that you're going to look <laughs> Anyway, so uh, she grabs sutures off the table and pins Doris down and she sees the demon in her throat and sews her mouth shut. And Doris seems to wake up and her dad is there, which to me suggested that she was dead. And we cut back to real life and it does appear that she is dead on the floor. <laughs> so the mom gets out of the cuffs. She's super sad that Doris is dead. Meanwhile, Lena is in the corner and it did look like she got a touch of the demon when she was trying to sew her shut. Yeah. Well, I mean, the demons are like grabbing her and like trying to force mm-hmm. themselves. Oh, like to possess her. Touch of the demons. One of my go to moves. Winky. 
A blankie. No. Oh, she's a sophomore in high school, Mikey. I wasn't talking about her. I was oh, like, it's okay. one of my moves. Okay. Those girls I don't are know. underage and evil. I would beat them up. This sounds a little hard Mike's eliminate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Ghost Hansen would like to talk to you right now. Yeah. Don't touch those girls. Um, bop. <laughs> Ba-ba-boo. I'm I just love it every episode where nice. the ghost guy in the gorilla, the the yeah. sniper, the sniper gorilla suit, the ghillie suit. Yeah. God dang it! He like runs at him and like goes through him because he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got another one getting away. <laughs> that spirit's only 170 years old. That is way under the age of consent in the spirit world. <laughs> Anyway, so the mom is crying over Doris and Lena gets up and her eyes are all fucked up and she stabs her mom. Yeah. And then her eyes come back and she's super sad because like her whole family's dead and her mom is like, everybody's waiting, which I think was the demons trying to get her to kill herself. So like that everyone's dead. But I assumed that as well, but do not know if that is the case. Don't know. But Lena's crying. We cut to the future where Lena's in a mental facility, like a a mental health facility. And the doctor's like, where did you just go right now? Uh, And we realize that she was just like off in a dream world in the middle of a conversation. And she's trying. They're like asking about her sister and her mom. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe my mom knows. And she seems to be disassociating with reality. Yeah. She's not. She's not all there. And the doctor's like, hey, we've been over this. She's dead because of you. And you've been here for two months and we can't find your sister or her body. And then she says, really, the only thing I can say is that she wanted to know that we weren't alone after dad died. And now she knows. Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's like the creepiest thing you could say in that situation. Yeah. And she says, we were never alone. I'll never be alone. I'll never be alone again. And we cut to the doctor making their rounds. They walk past her room and she's sitting in her room. We cut into her room. She pulls up the carpet behind her bed. She like bites her finger and makes a blood Ouija floor. Oh, yeah. And then has a a set of glasses that she probably stole, pops one of the lenses out and makes a planchette with her bloody fingers, which is like... It was cool. The way she like holds it to make it look like a planchette or whatever was really cool. I was like, that's awesome imagery, but I hate everything about this. Yeah, it's cool and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. And Confederate General's like, oh, I do declare you're in a sanitarium. (laughs) I bet she actually was talking to the dead optometrist in in this scene. She she did actually break a pair of glasses to make it. Thank you for the lens. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Go away, Confederate General. I want to talk to Marcus, my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Well, she calls for Doris, and it doesn't... We don't see whether or not Doris answers yes or no. But when the doctor's doing his rounds, he walks past the room. Dude, the way she's just standing there in the window, like, ominously staring directly at him. Well, first, he walks past, and he sees them both sitting on the bed. So he backs up to be like, what? Yeah. And then she's just staring through the window, which is fucking terrifying. And then over his shoulder, we see Doris walking on the ceiling, eyes rolled back, mouth, Billy mouth bass. I hated it. And And that's that's the the 
movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Ouija Origin of Evil? Luigi Origin of Evil is terrifying. <laughs> I like a good ghost haunted house, man. I like a good haunted house movie. This is scary as shit. Yeah, I will say I think this is a good, like, scary haunted house movie, but I hated every frame of this movie. I mean, it's it's well done. I think it's well directed. It's really well shot. I actually looked up because Flanagan often works with uh, a guy named Phil Magnary. Yeah, I was going to say he's got the same uh, camera guy like every time. Yeah, it's the same cinematographer and pretty much every big thing Flanagan's done it's been with this guy and he shot this too what this the shot that made me look at that you actually talked about it Paige when it goes uh vertical instead of horizontal and then rack focuses to her in bed like I was like oh that reminds me of Phil Magnary like and and it was he's really good so there are aspects of this movie that I I liked but I hated the experience of watching it yeah so I, I mean I get why people like it I just don't like horror and it scares the shit out of me yeah. So this movie, I hope to never watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oof, this, this one was scary, but I thought it was so well done. Like the the story is cohesive. The pacing is actually very, very good. The scares are not cheap. The, I This was a very good movie that I will wait a while before watching again, yeah. <laughs> again probably. Yeah. But I, I liked it a lot. It was very scary, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. And it validated my belief in avoiding Ouija boards at all costs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all made up, but don't fuck with it, right? It's it's none of it's real, but don't fuck with it. I wasn't as terrified as y'all, which like worries me. Like even some of the jump scares I didn't get, like the one at the end didn't even get me. I think like, it's because you were watching it during the day. I think during the day, because I watched this in the dark at night Same. with a lot of fireworks. Well, I watched it during the day for a reason because I was like, I don't want to, I, I didn't want to watch it by myself, but I ended up doing it. And so I didn't want to do it at night. I don't blame you because watching it at night's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's like when I had to watch Deborah Logan at night. Although that was, Mikey and I were texting each other when we did that. Just being yes. like, this is fun. And I, I, that was the one time I ended up texting Mikey. I was like, I don't know if I can finish this movie. <laughs> I, I did. But I was also very much scared of Deborah. Lo- That's yeah. like still the yeah. probably scariest movie I've watched on the podcast. And it chapter yeah. one, like really got me for some reason. Yeah. It chapter one was super scary. While I was watching this in the bedroom, Natalie was like getting ready to go out. Cause we were about to go out for a new year's Eve. Right. Mm-hmm. So like she walked in and she goes, Oh, I watched this on Halloween in 2016. It was so good. I loved it. And I was like, you're insane. <laughs> this movie's terrifying. She's like, it's not that scary. I was like, ah, shut up. You're so mean. <laughs> I thought this was pretty scary. I think if I liked the characters a little bit more, I think I would have been like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I just, I wasn't into the characters as much. I liked Lena and that was the only one. I did like Lena. Lena was my favorite. I don't like when everybody, like no one overcame the evil, the evil one. And I don't like that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I haven't seen the first one, so I don't know if the evil one, because this is a prequel. Oh, that's true. We could watch the first one sometime. Yeah. I can see why people wanted you to watch this, Todd. Yeah. I definitely understand why the listeners picked this. Mm-hmm. So Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. So hit us with your fun facts Luigi fun facts (laughs) Larry Uh, fun facts (laughs) (laughs) so this film was shot digitally and Mike Flanagan wanted to add kind of a retro feel to it so they did add cigarette burns post-production they added too many of them well here's here's a kicker it's actually accurate they appear every 20 minutes which is when you would have to change the reel oh wow in my screening at my house they appeared way more than every 20 minutes. I only noticed them about every 20 minutes or so. There was like one part where like they like kept coming in like a five minute period. I was like, this is weird. Hmm. I, I don't remember that, but I do remember seeing a handful of them. But supposedly yeah. they are only every 20 minutes to change the reel. There's a little bit of an Easter egg 
the mirror from Oculus can be seen in the basement corner. Oh, which shit. I did notice while watching. I it. didn't yeah. notice that, but that's cool. Right. As I mentioned, this is the same house as Lights Out. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about Ouija boards for a little bit. So okay. Ouija is technically like the word Ouija is a trademark of Hasbro, um, but it's actually used as a generic term for any uh, set of board games that are called talking boards or spirit boards. Okay. There are a lot of different theories for where the name Ouija came from. Two popular theories are one that the board itself told the creator what to name it or the creator came up with it after combining the French and German words for yes, which are we and ya. Okay. I I mean, obviously, it's a fun story to say that the board told him what to call it. Uh, I think that's good marketing. Oh, yeah. But it's completely made up. Yeah, it's completely like made up. Like all marketing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the Hasbro Ouija board does not contain the three instructions portrayed in the movie. The never play alone. Okay. Don't play in a graveyard, etc. However, those instructions have been included with spirit boards and talking boards historically. They're kind of known rules. They just aren't included in the branded Hasbro version. So now Mike Flanagan says that he wanted to create this thriller as if it were shot in 1971. So they actually used antique lenses, uh, specific scene fades that had gone out of fashion and camera zooms instead of steady cams because yeah. they used they d- basically didn't use steady cams. Uh, they also put That's dust wild. on. Yeah, they they simulated dust on the negative. So that might have been what you were seeing, Mikey, was actually the the dust and then warping of the soundtrack mm. and a split diopter where both the foreground and background are in focus. Yeah, which digital cameras can easily do now, but back in the day you could not, so you had to layer film to do it. Yeah. So as I mentioned, this is a prequel and these are the characters from the first movie that were the ghosts in the first movie. And now we're hearing their story. This was actually a big year for Mike Flanagan. This came out in 2016, along with Hush and Before I Wake. So like that was his year. To have three films come out in one year is bonkers. That's nuts. This movie is dedicated to a man named John Yarborough, credited as JD, who was a transportation coordinator during the film and died before it was completed. Not mysteriously, just in general. So this film is technically the first Hasbro film, as well as the first Platinum Dune film. Yeah, it's the first one to be well received by critics. Let's put it that way. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they had the Battleship movie. Yes, because Battleship, we, yeah. Battleship, the original Ouija, and Gem and the Holograms have all received terrible reviews and rotten ratings as the first one to get a good rating. Uh, So it's not the first film. It's the first one that people were like, yeah, that was kind of good. There's some (laughs) footage from the trailers that never makes it into the film. There are actually additional ghosts that are cut from the film. They're still listed in the credits, um, but almost all of their scenes are removed in favor of really not seeing very many ghosts in this film, which I think makes it scarier. It's smart. I think it's smart. I think it's smart. I think it does a way better job. Yeah. I assume that it was just other victims of that Nazi doctor, right? Yeah, same. But you don't even really see that. Like, you kind of see the black shadow goat, but that's like it. Yeah. The younger actress uh, and the mom are both in Haunting of Hill House as well. Yeah. And they play... A mom and a uh, they play a character and then that character's childhood self. So they play each other because they look so much alike. Because they do look a lot alike. Yeah. So confession, I've never watched ha- Haunting of Hill House. I've watched the first five episodes for Patreon. Yeah. Anyway, so during the family seances, all three rules are violated. 
Uh, they play alone and they play on a graveyard, as yeah. we find out. And none of them ever utter goodbye. Just the spirits do. Yeah. Now, the original cut of this movie was 130 minutes long. Oh, okay. So there's 40 minutes yeah. removed from this movie. Uh, most of Doug Jones's scenes are cut or removed entirely. Actors named Chelsea Gonzalez had scenes as Gloria, who was Father Tom's wife. Those are all cut. Kate Siegel, uh, Flanagan's wife, had two more scenes that include a visit to the Xanders and a choking scene with her father. Um, those are all cut. Wild. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I believe that's Jenny. She plays Jenny, the daughter in the very beginning, and she eventually chokes him to death the father okay we find out later but that gets cut entirely from the film okay there is a scene of doug jones dressed as a doctor turning around slowly and then the scene of doris in the doorway giggling right before he kind of like shoves his hand in her mouth those are all cut those because those aren't in the movie but after completing the first cut they felt that the ending wasn't strong enough and the last scene with lynn shea who plays essentially paulina grown up lena as an adult And it's the old woman from Insidious. They thought it was confusing. So they basically cut it and they resumed production for two days in Los Angeles to shoot a completely different scene called Everyone Back to shoot a longer and more emotional version of Alice, who's the mom, her death and the doctor's scene in the asylum, which gets completely cut. And then that last scene with Lynn Shea was moved to after the credits in part because people started to think that this connected this movie to the Insidious films, ah, which it is not. They're okay. two completely separate universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasbro yeah. has nothing to do with Insidious. Not at all. Right. And those are your fun facts. <laughs> well, thank you for those amazing fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the budget for Ouija Origin of Evil was in 2016? I, I think one of the things Flanagan done, does really well is a lot with a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. He's kind of Lee Winnellish in that way. Yeah. I would say this is maybe 30 mil. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? Way less. I think it's going to be like 15. All right. So Mikey's closer. It's actually a $9 million budget. Holy shit. This looks amazing for $9 million. <laughs> yeah. But that's also something that Lee Winnell can do, right? He did Invisible Man Absolutely, on like $7 yeah. million, dollars, which is bonkers. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Now this movie came out. On October 21st, 2016, and it was number three the weekend it came out. It was beat by Tyler Perry's Boo on Medea Halloween. Boo Medea Halloween, yep. yes. Which, sadly, we have not done. It was also beat by the number two movie that week was Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Oh. And then, of course, this was number three. The Accountant was number four, and then The Girl on the Train was number five. What do you think? Ouija origin of evil made in its opening weekend. I mean, it's October. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to say this makes at least 15 mil. It's opening weekend in okay. October. I'm going to say 10. Okay. Uh, Paige, you're closer. It's 14 million. It's actually 14.0 it. dollars, right? So it did all right. It made more than its budget back, which is what you're looking for in these kind of situations. But what do you think it went on to make in the box office while um, it was in theaters? Now, I will say it was only in theaters for uh, five weekends. Now, also remember, 2016 is a weird ass time yep. because this is like right before the election. Everyone's freaking out that Trump might get elected. Uh, it's a whole thing. So by the time this movie leaves theaters trump has been elected and everyone's fucked up about it yeah so i'm gonna say this probably only manages to make 30 or 40 mil full run okay i'm gonna say 33 
Well, you guys are pretty close. It's actually $35.1 million domestically. Mm-hmm. It went on to make another $46.6 million internationally for a total of $81.8 million on a $9 million budget, yeah, which so is it, it made some money. pretty yeah. solid. Now, the original Ouija that came out in 2014 was a $5 million budget. It made $50 million domestically, $52 million internationally for a total of $103 Point three million dollars. So even though everyone that I've heard talk about those movies thinks the original one was not great and this is much, much better and it made less in theaters, which is interesting to me. I think it got legs after its theatrical run, though. I think the first one was bad. So a lot of people didn't see the second one. Yeah, that happened. And then word got out that the second one was amazing. And it like because everyone I've talked to, this is like their top 10. Like, they love it. Absolutely. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, you want to hit us with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale listeners is a scale of 1 to 10, how scary we found the film today. Uh, Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. This is a 6 for me. Oh, good number, Paige. Yeah, this is a 6. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7. Yeah. I have not been this scared by a movie in a while. Oh, man. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, wow. Mikey, that's insane. Okay. You are a special kind of dead inside. Well, I think if I had watched it during the day, I would have been a little lower. And that six is solidly for the last 20 minutes of this movie. Because for the first 70 minutes of this movie, it would have been a two or a three for me. But that last 20 minutes, especially that last scene of her looking through that door window. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a six for me. This is a creepy movie. All right. So this week, the listeners made us watch Ouija Origin of Evil. Next week, the last of the listener request redemption movies that we will be doing is Wicker Man, the Nicolas Cage 2006 version. This is very close to the last Wicker Man we did. It is, but it's not a horny musical. It's a very different but bad in its own way movie. I will watch it because I'm obligated to. Right. As if you were going to not watch it. Like, you know. Yeah, we don't have a choice, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So your homework is to trap your face in a cage full of bees and watch (laughs) Wicker Man from 2006 with the amazing Nicolas Cage. Your homework is to take off your face and replace it with John Travolta's face. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I do have a review. Oh, my God, you remembered. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Andy C423's review. Awesome. Well, what does Andy C423 have to say? Recommended to everyone I know, exclamation point. Aww. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. I absolutely love the podcast and have told everyone to listen. Oh, my girlfriend, fellow co-workers at the office and all of the, our doctors love it. All of our doctors. I, I, it sounds like they work in a doctor office. Yeah, it sounds like a doctor's office. It better not be a Nazi doctor. That's all I'm saying. I hope not. <laughs> Even the new oncologist across the hall is a fan, but is concerned about the sudden new spike in ear cancer cases. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Andy, I've never gone from liking someone so much to absolutely hating someone so much. <laughs> uh, the review says they'll figure it out. We'll keep spreading the word, the good word. Five stars. Andy, in all seriousness, thank you so much for that awesome five star review and for telling everyone about the show. Like for a show with no marketing budget, that's the only way we grow. So thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it. 
we are 60 ratings away from 1,000. Which is bonkers, right? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, guys, mm-hmm. tell your friends. Get us to 1,000. Let's do this. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd just look me up on Venmo or his only fans which really should just be called only feet because that's what you get but guys <laughs> but it's just because I don't know how to work my camera phone <laughs> he doesn't know how to hit the front facing camera button so it's always just a picture of his feet anyway guys if you can't financially support the show that's understandable that's fine but if you want to hang out with us on the daily join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin we also link it like once a week so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. We're closing in on 1,600 members. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick Nick B. B. Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? He can open his mouth wide enough to fit a whole rotisserie chicken inside. (laughs) Well, I mean, I hope that your body can process the bones in that chicken, Nick B. This episode also brought to you by the letter Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down an episode of Jessica Jones and the Agent Carter TV shows. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones on any of your podcast apps. This episode's also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan sent me a very special video for us to watch, because Jonathan has been making us watch spider videos, right? You guys are aware, right? You guys have been there. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah. this. So this week, Jonathan wanted to give us a break and to have us watch this, the Kung Please. Fury official trailer. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, I love the Kung Fury trailer. It's bonkers. Yes, it is crazy. Hello. Oh my god, this shit's so amazing. I love it. It's so bonkers. Kung Fu was a real fun movie for me. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. He looks like a young Johnny Depp a little bit. It does look like a yeah. young Johnny Depp. And the way he like gets on top of his Lamborghini as it flies through the sky and shoots at people. <laughs> He's a Kung Fu renegade cop. <laughs> this trailer has an uncomfortable Kung amount of Fury. Hitlers. I haven't seen this trailer in forever. I know. It's been I love so that long. he's got the power glove, though. 
Oh, yeah. Sega Power Glove. Amy, hack. Amy, break into <laughs> Hitler computer. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, kill Hitler. Amy, patriot. This makes me want to watch Danger 5, where yeah. Hitler's like bringing dinosaurs back and stuff. <laughs> that was awesome. Jonathan, thank you so much for the reprieve from the creepy spider videos. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. So this episode is also brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps getting the grocery list from the Ouija board, and they keep wanting to buy Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> oh no! I was gonna, I was gonna say she was courting an older spirit. <laughs> we now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patriarchals. You cut to space. Amy is in the International Space Station with Danielle and Aaron, and nice. they are working on removing Wes, who is a ghost. This fits with our movie. Oh, out of stock, <laughs> he was made of a thing, and turning them both into regular people again. Okay, nice. So they, they've created this machine using particles and subatomic stuff about ghosts and like ghostbustery stuff. Anyway, <laughs> they put, they shoot the machine at Wes, at, at Scott's shoulder, and Wes pops out and possesses Amy and immediately starts to crash the space station into the Earth. Wow! He's an evil ghost apparently now. And okay, that happened all like very suddenly. Yeah, I'm very surprised, but also not surprised because I feel like you're planning this on the fly. <laughs> I've been planning this turn for minutes. <laughs> so, so Scott's unconscious and they can't move him, but Danielle and um, Aaron can both breathe in space. So they eject out of the uh, International Space Station as it crashes into the Earth, right? And it, it heads towards Antarctica, which is where that's where she's aiming it at. You know, that's where the thing lives. Yeah, that's where the thing lives, and that's where most evil Matthew is over there, uh, cyberbullying middle schoolers. Cyberbullying um, middle school. I mean, it's what he's doing in his in his free time. Oh my god, he is the most evil. Yeah, and Dreskel, who is Chippendale, the Illuminati. Dreskel's like, we got. I need you to stop cyberbullying. And since Isaac left us, we couldn't do the virus, so we've got to like destroy the world another way. There's chaos with the moon. We can bring the whole world under our control now. We just need to exploit this chaos. And Kaylee has an idea where he's like, where she's like, let's summon a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> and unleash them on the world. Yeah, mm -hmm. they call it the Ouija strategy. Yeah, and Dreskel's like, that's a bonkers idea, and <laughs> I am here for it. Yes, let's figure Naturally. this out. Yeah, um, jo Joey. So they're like, Joey, get in here. Our new, our new like go to guy. You're like our new go to guy, and they're like, Joey, we need to figure out a way to like summon a bunch of ghosts. Like, get on it. Joey, very annoyed, goes takes a flying submarine away from Antarctica and goes off to go try to do that. A flying submarine is an interesting dichotomy. Like it's something that goes underwater, but it flies. It can do either. Okay. It's All right. the most versatile vehicle. on Earth. <laughs> It's a very James Bond like vehicle type vehicle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Karun and Damasaurus are still incubating their egg. Yeah. They've been incubating this egg for a long time though. Like, like four episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's been like a month. How long has the gestation period of a dino egg? They got worried. So they called everybody over. So, okay. Um, okay. All the, the, all their good, their good guy lines, whatever it is. Right. They wouldn't invite like evil Matthew and Joey over. Right. 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 And, um, Dave actually gets hit by a car on the way over. And good died. Lord. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, at least Isaac didn't eat him again. So yeah, I mean, it's fine. He'll be okay. Yeah. So Kate flies Eddie and um, Sasha over there 
with her psychic powers and uh sasha was like everything seems okay but i'm not a super big expert but eddie mm-hmm. was able to go like talk to the baby dinosaur in the egg oh wow Ooh. eddie's super powerful i like it and he's like it's a baby it doesn't speak like, <laughs> but i could hear that it's okay you okay. know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody cries and it's like a sweet moment oh but then isaac is like he's in a dark sewer somewhere eating a person and he's like gone back to his dark ways right he's like Ooh. one day i'm gonna eat that baby yeah and that's the end of the episode well i mean i guess we'll have to wait till next week to see if isaac eats that baby on another episode of the, the patrioticals and that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing new year. Yeah. The first week of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, this actually comes out the second week, but we're recording it literally on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as my mother's birthday. Aww. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen. It's fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>